Hey, what is going on guys? DK. Back at you with another video here. It's running the two-game NBA Mate set on Friday. Uh, before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name is DK. I make daily videos breaking out NBA, NFL, PGA, and eSports. Daily fantasy sports sites. Uh, before I get into analysis real quick, I do want to say thank you guys again for all support. Currently closing in on 5K subs, which is crazy to think about. Right now, I think uh, at 4.77 thousand um, subscribers. So the easiest way to support me with all the content being free is just leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, hit the notification bell, and spread the word. If you have friends that play DFS and you enjoy the content, you're making money, spread the word. Greatly, greatly appreciate that. Also, if you cannot watch the videos, I do upload on Apple Podcasts. The link is in the description below. It's the DK DFS show. With that out of the way, let's jump into the video. So before we talk about this two-game slate, um, let's take a look back at my showdown lineup from... The Lakers Rocket team. So it went really, really well. Um, I feel really good about it. If you guys watch that showdown uh, video, uh, I mentioned, you know, LeBron, AD were the two guys I was prioritizing. I was not getting into Harden. I liked Westbrook a little better for his price. Uh, and then I talked about I was playing Rondo. I mentioned play one of those guys in the mid range in the captain so I could get the three, the, the three studs that I wanted. So Rondo in the captain with LeBron, AD, Westbrook. Jeff Green was one of those value plays I really liked. Markeith Morris got in a little bit of foul trouble, so you get, did get a little bit unlucky there. He probably would have got a few extra points. The winning lineup, uh, it had Austin Rivers. He kind of had a breakout game, so they extended him. Again, that's like a huge risk, but this is a lineup that a lot of people got to. Um, I know a lot of people uh, play the same exact lineup. Uh, a few people in my DMs are asking me about it, uh, and they land on the same lineup. So really, really good night. Uh, walking away with 300, over $350 from this, so cannot complain at all. Um and yeah, let's all right. So let's talk about this uh, two final two game slates of the NBA season. We have uh, Nuggets Clippers a two seventeen over under. Clippers are eight point favorites. Closeout game here potentially, and then Celtics Raptors game seven two hundred three and a half over under. Celtics are three point favorites. So star center and Nikola Jokic. Ah oh, man, this is just. Besides game one of this two-game slate, it's just a slate that I have not gotten right. And you guys know, full disclosure, I do not like this two-game slate. We have two really good defensive teams playing against each other. And then we have inconsistent rotations with Denver with the Clippers. So not a slate that I will risk a lot of money on. I felt much more comfortable with the showdown slate tonight. It worked out. This slate is just it is so hard to, to figure out you know, what exactly is going to happen with, with some of these guys in their minutes. Um, so it, it makes it a lot harder. So I would recommend playing light, even lighter than normal on smaller slates. Oh okay, yeah, Jokic is at 10K. Um, if Denver has any shot of winning, it has because of a big game from Jokic. Uh, he has 60 fans for an upset here. So it's just all about do you have enough, you know, is there enough value we feel comfortable to get him in there? Um, right? We know the offense come from it's Jokic, it's Murray. They did extend MPJ last game. I don't know if we're going to get that again because it's a Mike Malone. And you know MPJ's minutes, 15, 20, and then the last game he put over 30. So super hard to nail down what Mike Malone's going to do. But, um, yeah, Jokic is a guy that I feel like is a pretty safe spend-up. Um, and with it, with it being a must-win game, I feel like he's going to come out strong here. So have interest in Jokic, obviously, at 10K. Tice at 5-6, I'm still tilting from that slate a couple games ago because I told you guys, I had stacked Boston-Toronto literally every single time. The one time I didn't do it was that last game. It goes to double overtime. Uh, again, it's just the way the DFS goes sometimes. But Tice, so he played 47 minutes, 37 in regulation. 37 minutes from Daniel Tice. If we're going to get 
those type of minutes, then Tice is one of the better plays in the mid-range. Now, do we get that again? I don't know. And he's not like he's a super high-usage guy, but just the minutes thing, right? Like, I would prefer 37 minutes of Daniel Tice from 37 minutes of Jeremy Grant, for sure, right? So, do we get that again? I don't know, because it's Brad Stevens. We've seen uh, Robert Williams play 20-plus, or around 20 minutes in the series, and we've seen him play 8 minutes. So, it kind of depends. But if Tice gets extended, if we get 35-plus minutes from Daniel Tice, I think he looks like one of the better plays in the mid-range. Ibaka is, again, he's at a playable price at 5-4. He has to be super productive. He's been pretty solid. Um, He's a riskier option. And I I don't think there's any way he gets extended here, even even if Gasol gets in foul trouble, because their closing lineup now isn't playing either. They're playing small ball Siakam at the 5. And Norman Powell's playing. Now, do we get that again? I don't think it's necessarily guaranteed. But it worries me that there's absolutely, in my opinion, there's very, very slim chance Ibaka gets like over 22 minutes. So that's the worry. He can still get you there. But I think he's just more of a, a contrarian play again. Um, Zubak, you guys know how I feel about this Clippers big man rotation. How many minutes does he get? If he gets 30, like the last game, he looks a lot better at 5K. If he plays 20, not so much. So it's really all about what Doc Rivers does. And another one, you have to get lucky. It's literally all luck because it's inconsistent on a night-to-night basis. You don't know. That last game, wasn't because of blowout three games ago. They just closed with Michael Green. So it's whatever Doc Rivers feels, he's going to close with. So it makes all three of Zubak, Harrell, and Green super risky. If you play one of them, I think I'd only play one. I don't think I'd play more than one. And what you really need is you need to get lucky and hope the guy you pick closes the game. Because if not, there's a pretty good chance they don't get value. So that's the risk with, with all three Clippers centers. Oh, uh, yeah, Harrell's a 4-3. I don't think there's a chance he closes. Like, Zubak has closed a game. Jermichael Green's closed a game. I don't think Harrell closes. I think the only way I'd consider him is if he the game blows out, which is possible. Right, we saw it there in game one. Um, I'll just talk about all three Clippers centers. And finally, again, Jermichael Green. How many minutes do we get at him? He had an absolute floor game in 18 minutes, two fancy points. If we get 18 again from Jermichael Green, I do not expect two fancy points. I expect somewhere probably from 10 to 15-ish, maybe a little bit more. So he's someone you can consider. Obviously would look a little bit better if he plays 26 when he closed the game three games ago. So it's all about really uh, getting lucky if you play one of those Clipper centers and hope the guy you pick closes the game. Now, Paul Millsap, another headache situation. What are his minutes going to be? Well, it looked like Mike Malone was going to play him good minutes this series. 24 in a blow. 32, 28, and then comes out and plays him 14 minutes. Right? So this is what I'm talking about on the slate. How many minutes does Millsap get? Well, I think it's somewhere between 14 to 30. If he gets 14, I hate him as a play. If he gets 30, I think there's a pretty good chance he gets value. Another one you literally have to get lucky on. So that's really the, that's really the breakdown there with Millsap. Um, Marc Gasol is a guy I'm going to stay away from. And, and the reason being, they're, they're not closing right now. They're closing with the small ball lineup, and they've done that last couple of games. I know the last game was a blowout, but I'm not confident right now they're closing Gasol. I guess there's still a chance, right? They could go back to closing Gasol. It's a possibility. But it's not a good luck when they've kind of faced They pulled him early two games ago, and then they did not bring him in. Uh, that last game, which does worry me. So, 
playable, but personally, right now, I would rather take the shot on Norman Powell at a similar price. Robert Williams, nine and eight minutes the last couple games. It's not looking good. I mean, there's an outside chance he could get 15 like he did earlier in the series, but back-to-back games of nine and eight minutes is not great. I think what you need here is you need Tice foul trouble, which is possible. It is. But it's not looking good with Williams. Also, Wanamaker is getting extended. He's been extended the last couple games. So based off the last two games, Wanamaker looks like the safer option, even though Robert Williams is the better point-per-minute guy because Wanamaker is getting more minutes. And that's it, right? Plumley. I always mention him. Like, you really need Jokic foul trouble or you need the blowout. One of those two, like, he definitely can get value at, at min-price. Like, if the game blows out, I think we get about 15 minutes from him. Jokic foul trouble, who knows how many minutes he gets. It depends, you know, if if and when Jokic gets in foul trouble. If not, he's going to play like eight or nine minutes. That's it for center. So let's move on to power forward. Tatum's at 9-5. I finally got the breakout game from him, but again, it was double overtime. And he kind of didn't do a whole lot in the overtimes. It was really Jalen Brown that took over. Marcus Smart, too, made me look like a fool. Um, so, yeah, 9-5. He is more of a contrarian play, in my opinion, on this slate. I would feel more comfortable getting to Nikola Jokic. I would feel more comfortable getting to Kawhi Leonard. Now, sure, there's a little bit more of a blowout risk in that game, but... I just think, you know, these two teams are really, really good defensively. And the reason why it was, you know, so many guys uh, crushed for their salary was because of the double overtime. So Tatum is, once again, a contrarian play. I've literally played him with the last four slates. I might just do it again. But I don't think he's in your optimal build. Siakam's at 7-8. He kind of disappeared. Again, I mentioned it, it's always for me, it's going to be Fred Van Fleet and Lowry. And it's going to be those two again over Siakam. Now, he did shoot 5 of 19. He shot terribly. So, he probably doesn't shoot that bad again, and he will. the ownership will drop. It always happens, guys. Like, the ownership on Siakam is going to be super low. The ownership on Kemba is going to be super, super low after uh, being a huge disappointment uh, the last game. So, yeah, I mean, I don't mind going to Siakam. I think he is a more contrarian play on the slate, but the ownership is going to be low. And he still will play over 40 minutes. Obviously, game seven, right? Everyone's going to play huge minutes, especially those, those Toronto guys. OG Ananubi. Probably slowly coming up. He he was not he was gonna play forty minutes in regular uh, time, which is better than the thirty five. It's like it's tricky. Um, if he plays forty to forty five minutes, he looks a little bit better. If he plays like thirty to thirty five, not so much. So I'm fine with him in the mid range. I don't really think he's gonna break the slate. He's more out there for his defense. But if the minutes are there, like Tice, right? If Tice gets extended a bit, if OG if OG plays close to forty uh, or forty or more, and Tice gets close to forty, like they look a lot better than they do playing around like 30-ish minutes. Michael Porter Jr., another one. What are his minutes going to be? <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. 23, then 16, then 23, then 34. Good luck trying to guess what Michael Porter Jr. gets for minutes. If he plays 15, he's going to completely bust. If he plays close, close to 35 like he did last game, he has a chance to break the slate. I know I'm saying this about a lot of guys, but this is the reason I'm not risking a lot on the slate because it's a guessing game with minutes. It really is for most of the players in the slate. Besides, like you know, the main Toronto guys, the main Boston guys, Jokic, Murray, Kawhi, Paul George, 
other than that, like uh, the studs, like the, the value guys are so hard to, to try to nail down what the minutes going to be. Now, MPJ is the better offensive player. He's a guy that got more has more upside than Millsap. So I would personally rather take the shot on MPJ and just hope the minutes are there. But that's just me. He could play 15 minutes, and if he does, he's gonna he's gonna bust. Jamie Grant's at four nine. 34 minutes, 7 fancy points. Super, super low usage. He's out there for his defense. Like, I would just rather personally get to, to Tice. I would rather get to OG. I'd rather get to Marcus Morris, even though he's been more of a letdown. They're just better offensive players right now. Like, Grant really needs one of those games where he has, like, four blocks and two steals to get value right now. Like, in the regular season, he was a better point-per-minute guy because he wasn't playing alongside Jokic and Murray, right? He was playing in that second unit, so him, like, Monte Morris could do more offensively. Him playing alongside these high-usage guys like Jokic, Murray, and Jamie Grant, he's just taking a back seat. So I'm not super interested in Jamie Grant here at 4-9. Like, I would rather get to Marcus Morris. I know he hasn't been great, 14-21-14 fantasy points. But he's a guy that he's just a better offensive player right now. I know he's also probably like the fifth option on this team, but I still feel a little bit better with Morris than I do Jamie Grant. still don't think Morris is an amazing play, but I think he's certainly viable there at 4-8. Talk about Jamal Green again. Grant Williams, I wouldn't play. I wouldn't take a shot at any of those guys below that. So let's move on to small four. And Kwai's at 10-4. He had a huge game that last game because the Paul George foul trouble. It really, really catapulted Kwai to 71 fancy points. So I don't think we get that again unless we get foul trouble from like Paul George or, or maybe like a Lou Williams, right? But Kawhi was the guy for most of that game because Paul George was sitting on the bench. So I like Kawhi again. Um, I think the upside, you know, with him, Jokic is probably a little bit higher than a guy like Tatum. It's just, do you feel comfortable with enough of the value on the slate to get to Kawhi Leonard? Mentioned Tatum. Yeah, Brown's a guy that's going to be really popular. Um, he went for 60 last game. He looked good. He, he uh, 31 real-life points, 16 rebounds. Obviously, the double overtime helped. This is a tricky one. I have interest. Brown's been a little bit up and down, right? The floor is somewhat low. If he's not shooting well, he has a floor of like mid-20s. So he is going to be the highest on Boston Celtic, the main guys. With him, Tatum, and Kemba. Kemba had the terrible game. Tatum's priced up a bit. Brown is going to be the most popular guy. I don't have an issue with that. But if he's going to be like way more popular... Then I'll just go to Kemba Walker, who had a terrible game last game, and the ownership will be five percent, like ten percent, right? So I like Brown. I think he probably is your optimal spend up for Boston right now, but I might look elsewhere if I feel like the ownership is gonna be, is gonna be super high. Let's see. Mention all those guys. Yeah, Norman Powell right now at this moment is my favorite value play. Played thirty eight minutes. Obviously, the double overtime helped. But it's looking like they're going with the small ball lineup. Now, could it change? It's possible, right? They could go back to Gasol and close with Gasol. It's possible. But right now, I like the upside more in Powell. Now, he had a big game because he's had 23 real-life points. The floor is low on him. Right? The floor is like 10 fancy points. But if we're going to get minutes like 25-ish in regular time, like, I have Anderson Powell, and if he's going to close the game, that makes him a lot better. Now, like I said, with a lot of these guys, it's not guaranteed that he's going to close the game. They can still go back to Gasol and close with Gasol. But last game, it, it was a small ball lineup. It was Norman Powell closing. So, at the moment, 
I think Powell is my favorite value play. Now, do we? those Mets, again, are not guaranteed, though. Shamit is a guy I will be completely fading. And, and the reason why, he got extended because Paul George foul trouble. That's it. If Paul George didn't get in foul trouble, we would have got like 10 minutes from Shamit. So I'm not going to Shamit. I will let others chase this game here. I'm not playing Torrey Craig. He's basically like out of the rotation. Eh, did play 25. Was that last? Yeah, I guess he did play 25, but still. Like, he played six minutes of previous game. I guess, you know, if, if they're going to completely limit Millsap, I guess Craig's the guy that will pick up a little more minutes. Obviously, MPJ as well. It's a super dart throw. I guess he's playable, but I'm not going to do it. Um, and that's it for, for small forwards. Let's move on to shooting guard. Jamal Murray's at 8-5. Once again, a contrarian play for me. Jokic is a safer play. He does it more. He does more offensively. Rebounds, assists. Jamal Murray, a little bit more scoring dependent. So the floor is low. We haven't seen a ceiling game really from him yet this series. We saw the big ceiling games against Utah. So does he have it in him against a tougher team defensively like the Clippers? I think it's possible. I think the ownership will be super, super low. So the reason I have Anderson Murray is because I know he will be low-owned. Paul George is at 8-4. He played 27 minutes because he was in foul trouble the whole game. Right, So he missed out on a good 15 or so minutes. Obviously, that kills him for value. Um, if the ownership's going to drop on Paul George, I'm fine going back to him. I still think he's... I think I slightly prefer Paul George again to Kawhi for the 2K discount. I don't think we get foul trouble again from Paul George. We could... I don't think it's, it's going to happen back-to-back games. So I like Paul George there in the mid-range. Van Fleet, um, Lowry, these are two guys I've basically been playing every single slate. I played Fred Van Fleet last game. I faded Lowry. Other than that, I've played them both together like every single time. We still, I know I've mentioned this, but I've still not got a good shooting game from Fred Van Fleet yet this series. Look at these games. 3 of 16, 8 of 22, 9 of 22, 6 of 19, 6 of 14, 7 of 22. Basically putting up 40 a night and then one up for 50, obviously the double overtime helps. So I'm fine going back to Fred Van Fleet again because if he has a decent shooting day, the ceiling is really, really high. Now, he has him and Lowry both been popular, and I think they will be popular again. So if you want to get off them for ownership, sure, it's a two-game slate, right? You could, there's definitely other ways you can go. But right now, he's looking like one, like one of those Raptors guards I think are in your optimal lineup, for sure. Marcus Smart made me look like an absolute fool that last game, going for 60 fancy points and a triple-double. Well, it was partly due to Kemba doing absolutely nothing. So, do I expect Kemba Walker to be a ghost next game and just completely defer offensively? No. And what is going to happen here is the ownership is going to all go to Marcus Smart at 6'8". I don't think we get this game again. I don't even think we get a, this close to a game again from Marcus Smart. So if you want to go back to the wall, that's fine. I will not be doing it. I will let others chase that game. I'm going to pass. It's kind of like he has one of those big games. Like once every 10 to 15 games, Marcus Smart has one of those huge games. And he had it last game. It's there. The upside is there. But... I don't think we get that in back-to-back games. Like he's been a guy that's like 25 to 30-ish to 35, maybe, fancy points a game. Now he's priced up to almost 7K. Again, I'm going to make that argument. It doesn't make sense to me to play smart over Jalen Brown. And I would rather play Kemba Walker than smart. The ownership's going to be way higher in smart. 
I'm fine going to Kemba for the lower ownership. You guys know my, it doesn't always work out, but you know, how, or if you guys watch my videos for a while now, you know how I like attacking small slates. I like buying in on guys after bad games because the ownership always drops big time. So yeah, again, Paul George, foul trouble. He intrigues me. Kemba Walker was absolutely terrible last game where a smart took over. I'm fine going to Kemba for the ownership. Back to the wall. Lou Williams, I just can't get Lou Williams right. I literally can't. Whenever I play him, he just cannot hit the broad side of the barn. He'll play about 30 minutes. He's playable. If you want to play smart over Lou Williams, that's fine. I know I prefer Lou over smart last couple games. Smart's been better. 100% smart's been better. So if you want to play smart over Lou Williams, that's fine. Um, I don't really know if I'm going to get to Lou. I think he's playable. The ownership will be super, super low. The upside is still there. We haven't seen him from it really yet this series. We saw it a couple times there against Dallas. He went for 50 and then 40, right? So the upside is there from Lou, but he's just been struggling with shooting the ball. Gary Harris at 4-6. He was in foul trouble last game. Still put up 22 fancy points. He fouled out, too. So he's someone that I actually am looking to for value because I think the plan is for him to play like 35 minutes in this game. I know he can be scoring dependent at times, but he... Like a Norman Powell are two of the better value plays, in my opinion, uh, right now on the slate. Again, Craig's a dart throw. Um, if he plays like 25 minutes, he's playable at 3-4, even though he's a super, super low usage guy. And that's it. Let's finish up with point guard. Uh, mentioned Van Fleet. Lowry, again, I think getting one of those Raptors guards is probably the optimal way to go. Um, I just still prefer them to Siakam. They're going to play over 40 minutes. The price is a little bit higher on Lowry, so I think I slightly prefer Van Fleet, but I like both a good amount here. Mentioned Jamal Murray. Yeah, so Kemba's at 7-7. In 52 minutes, he had 19 fancy points. He shot 2 of 11. This is a a super, super contrarian play. Another play that... If I was making, if I was trying to make an optimal lineup in this two-game slate, it, Kemba would not be in it. Probably would be one of those Raptors guards, Paul George, and Jokic. I think those those spend ups would probably be the optimal build. So yeah, he's not going to fit in the optimal lineup. Um, the ownership is going to be really low. It was already low the last time. He was like twenty-ish percent. It's going to drop to like ten percent, and the ownership is going to sway to Jalen Brown. It's going to sway to Marcus Smart. It's all about how risky you want to get, right? Again, this is, is not, not a play for the faint of heart, but the upside is 50 for, for Kemba. He can go for 50, and I don't think he's going to completely defer in a game seven here. So I'm fine going back to all for Kemba for the fact of he is going to be super, super low owned. Pat Beverly is a play, another guy that I'm looking to for value. Not really going to break the slate, but he'll play 20, 25 minutes. Um... He's a guy that doesn't necessarily have to score the ball. So, yeah, I have interest in Pat Bev. I think he's a pretty solid value play. Morris is a slightly riskier play. I think I slightly prefer Pat Bev. Right now he's getting a little bit more minutes, but both are similar. It's just Pat Bev is playing a few extra minutes. Again, I'm not going to get to Shamit. Wanamaker's last guy I'll mention. He played 19 minutes last game. Didn't play really at all in, in the overtimes. Um, it's a tricky one, right? Like, how many minutes are we going to get from Brad Wanamaker? Well, there's games where he's played under 10 minutes in this series. There's also a game where he played 28 minutes. So what are the minutes going to be like? If I had to guess, I would say 16 to 18 minutes, somewhere around there. And that's playable, 3-3. 
Like, Wanamaker's not a terrible point per minute guy. He can get you, you know, some rebounds, some assists. He can, he can score the ball. So I think Wanamaker is playable, but another situation where you kind of got to get lucky and hope he gets minutes. There's still a chance he gets limited and plays like 10 minutes in this one. So that's really the breakdown today, guys, for this two-game slate. Um, I know I mentioned with a lot of players, but there's just the rotations on on the value guys for most most of the slate are so up and down. So it's a tricky one for sure, and one that I would not recommend uh, playing a lot of money on. Uh, but that's going to wrap it up for the video. So if you haven't enjoyed the content so far, I'd really appreciate it, guys. If you could leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit that notification bell. Unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to be able to live stream for this one. I'll be on the road um, going back to Michigan here for the weekend. So probably not going to be able to, to live stream. Um, but I will let you guys know for sure on Twitter tomorrow. Thanks again, guys. I hope you guys have a good night, and I will see you all later.